and the new power buttons. What? <laughs> I'm not sure what that was. Uh, God, the music. Uh, trying to, trying to cut the music. Ah. There's an off button. There you go. It's gone. I just had to exit out. There we go. As, so I'm sorry. About, hey. I'm not sorry about what I said. I was watching Game Grumps earlier, and that clip ah. came to mind. And it, he just opened it. Aaron, with his um, with his looniness and insanity, opened some random episode one day with Bienvenue Power Bottoms. And just say, <laughs> it was just Power hilariously bottoms. random. Yeah. And just he said he carried that idea from like the shower that morning. He was like, "I'm gonna open up an episode of Game Grumps today with that," and he yeah, did. That, yeah, man. You know what? Honestly, your best ideas come in the shower. They really do, and you can't write anything down. Philosophers of our to- uh, philosophers of the time before us came up with their greatest insights and revelations, buck ass naked. Oh yeah, they're just naked cleaning themselves. The only difference is that we have soap. That's true. We have soap. Like, can you, oh God, I can't even imagine. And showers. Yeah, exactly. Most people didn't God, shower. Can you imagine? God, can you imagine how how rank everyone must have been like three hundred years ago? For real, like. God. N- I, it, like, I think that, that was the reason. That would have been everyone. Go ahead. Yeah, that was every. I think I remember. Um, like a lot of years ago, why like so many men would wear suit jackets so often back in the days, just because don't take that off because then all the smells gonna come out. I, I I just gotta Google for myself. When was soap created? Yeah. Like okay, the first appearance initially was June what June nineteen ninety eight. That you can't st- be right. There's no way. That's what it says on Wikipedia. Wait, right. when was soap created? Invent when was soap invented? Right. Oh, okay. As early as 2800 BC. Okay, yeah. Okay, but when was it like popularized? Yeah. Uh so the uh, the flush toilet invented in 1596 mm-hmm. didn't become widespread until 1851 according to uh uh bigbathroomshop.com slash UK um, and 1767 was when the first modern shower was invented by uh, William uh, Feedham William Feedham? Feetham I guess Oh Feetham but I'm trying to sure if I'm I'm not sure if I'm going to pronounce it right me but neither yeah. there's always conflicting reports about who invented the shower and whatnot. but yeah oh boy indeed and I, I, I was it wasn't um the toilet was invented by a guy named john crapper or something like that right that's awesome yeah right <laughs> that's I, that's perfect this is this is the exact type of um content that you expect to get here uh wherever only, we are only on the jane j secure cast oh yeah exclusive content oh yes then uh we'll tell you that the jj secure cast that i'm jared <laughs> And I'm Jordan. And uh, what, what do we what do we talk about on this podcast? What's it about? Uh, it's a podcast that where uh, we care. Yeah, it's uh, who cares? I, th- I think I think who we got cares? that backwards. Yeah, who cares? But then we can. We care. That's it. This is off to a great start today. Ah, <laughs> uh, we're getting there. It's fine. Uh, stuff we care about. And if you don't care about it, uh, you can check the time codes in the description that I'm going to be creating uh, and writing out when, when editing this afterwards. So, uh, but for now, some things that we're going to talk about include the end of uh, the end of Wandavision. 
Yes. Uh, the disastrous debacle at uh, AEW Revolution. It was, it was only disaster at the very end. Um, well, yeah, I'm being hyperbolic, but yeah, we'll get yeah. to it. The, um, uh, the Lola Bunny controversy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, and many other things, like problems with, like, the royal family. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Since it's at a topic. It's a big topic. I don't know. I'd, like, I heard it talked about um, on a podcast that I wouldn't have ever expected to talk about something like this. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I guess this is worldly news enough because I remember seeing something about this. Yeah. And um, where, where do we want to start? <laughs> uh, I mean, do we want to just kind of start where you start like with uh, what are we watching? Or? Oh, yeah. God, yeah. what did I watch this week? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, what did I watch this week? Okay, I'm good. All right. Okay. I know that I watched a little bit more of um, the Goku Black Arc of Dra- in Dragon Ball Super. All right. How's that going? How far in are we? Um, really good. I kind of know who our enemy is kind of yeah like i i think i know what you're talking about it's like when you meet this character you can kind of automatically tell who it is or at least yeah yeah or if it is them i'm I'm kind of i'm kind of like dumbstruck or like confused whether or not it's him and someone else yeah that's i haven't seen the arc but i know the gist of it and that's kind of the fun part of uh I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna say anymore because I don't want any ide- your ideas to start running wild. Understandable. Understandable. This guy, oh, yeah. whoever it is, though, is really good at copycatting, and hates people that aren't gods. Yeah. That's. I mean, you're already slimming down your your useness. Why was this guy chosen to be like the next? Kai? Yeah. Yeah. You think during the process, like I imagine being uh move slap my mic out of the way uh yeah. being chosen to become a uh supreme a kami kai. or a god yeah. Or, yeah supreme kai that's it uh you think you, you think you would the hiring process would be kind of a bit more lengthy yeah than what it a seems bit like more uh like if there's a trial period where you're a temp i guess <laughs> yeah i don't know and i would think that what with what we've seen so far um that uh, or at least that w- with what i've seen so far from this guy and his attitude that how would you ever be chosen to be the next one to be the next guy if, yeah if you hate mortality it's just like this could be a spoiler heavy like episode hot. yeah i mean like i guess high demand job low applicants yeah i guess so Oh uh, yeah, it's it's been it's but it's still been fun. The action's been great. I have to say though, the um definitely one thing about the Goku arc, uh, Goku Black arc is that the suspense is there. Like okay. it's strong. Like like the end of the episodes made me want to see the next episode so bad. Like I didn't feel that exactly in um the Universe 6 versus Universe 7 arc. Mhm. Uh or I guess that's I don't know if that's that's not Tournament of Power, that's later. Um like the only tension I really felt was from the main was from the main enemy in the end hit the last guy yeah. they face hit's so cool he is so cool he's the coolest guy he is oh my god and um I just got uh, I, I don't know when you see like everything everything come back from like the future like uh obviously you know trunks comes back from the future mm-hmm. that's what yes. that's the main thing that's well known about this arc and just the interactions that he has with the pa- with the people in the past are great Oh, is yeah. there still filler? Definitely. There mm-hmm. was an episode that was basically all dedicated to Trunks kind of being in the future, and he meets future Gohan. And I'm just like, wow, even he points out how lame Gohan is now. <laughs> if any character uh... has been screwed over by Akira Toriyama, 
is Gohan. Yeah, I think I I I can't remember what video essay this was, but um, I remember how uh, this this one person was actually examining Gohan's character development throughout the whole history of Dragon Ball Z, and the way the Boo started, the Boo arc started. Uh, Gohan was the main character because Goku wasn't around at that point. Exactly. And uh, he he mentioned like a big problem with Gohan at this point is that he's a very reactionary protagonist, where where the he where Gohan himself doesn't take action and moves the plot forward. Rather, stuff happens around him, and the, which moves the plot forward. Exactly. And and all Gohan can do just is just react. He's not very proactive and they didn't with gohan i I feel like they dropped the whole rage issue part yeah in that was started up yeah after cell because i mean you go back to the cell saga where gohan unleashes super saiyan 2 and he's kind of gohan's a bit of a monster oh yeah he's a monster at the end like and he and he messes up and like uh tries let cell live for a little bit longer yeah, and that ends up being a huge mistake. Mm-hmm. It almost cost and and almost cost him the entire fight. Literally, and I would have liked to see Gohan like that. I I mean, I imagine why uh, he wasn't like the way he wasn't like that was just because he would be a little too much like Vegeta at that point. Yeah, like kind a of. young Vegeta, and it's just like those characters are kind of similar. So I can see why they would keep Gohan's kind of studious nature, but I I like the idea of a saying that doesn't want to be a martial artist mm-hmm. uh first and foremost i do like that idea it's just an execution um and it's a problem with dragon ball z in general where just like the side characters just get left behind oh my god it, the piccolo effect i think they it was yes, called that's what it's called yeah it's off to the side yeah what was it? I remember, like, I don't even think Gohan was in the Broly movie that I saw. No, I don't think. I'm trying to remember. If I saw the movie. Wasn't he? I don't know if he was even mentioned. I probably not. Honestly, like, <sighs> probably not. I mean, it would. It was a good movie. Focused very well on Broly and a different yeah. character and the new character, the uh, the new character backstory that they gave him. But uh, I mean, hey, Vegeta and Gohan and uh, Goku are still great. Oh, I gotta say also, people that are like the dub sucks, the dub is terrible. I'm just like, what's bad about it? Just like it just sucks. I'm just like, you have not given me anything. The voice actors are fine. I like the, I like the guy who plays Weiss and and the guy and Beer, the guys who play Weiss and Beerus. They're good. They're great. And I think that I think what people have a problem with is the silliness that could happen in the dialogue sometimes. I mean, I I guess like I mean I've are they referring to ad libbing like deviation from the original script or I I think it's just that they're remembering now how much more of an idiot Goku really could be. Yeah, well here I I think in Super they I've from what I've seen they've turned up the dumbness a little bit more than normal, so that doesn't help. No, yeah. but but yeah, it's just also yeah. Dragon Ball Super, it, it Dragon Ball Super started airing on TV. It had been a while since there had been actual Dragon Ball like anything. Exactly. So yeah. Exactly. People and people relied a lot on their nostalgia. Yeah, I, definitely. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. So I don't really see what's bad about about the dub about the dub. I mean, the, the characters are just being themselves. They they, they yeah. haven't changed. They there's no. I don't see what's different. No, not really. I mean, it's the same same voice actors, same level of performance, yeah. same quality. I think it's um, 
I, th- uh, I think in one thing, I, I don't remember if I mentioned this last week or not, how um, I think that the Pilaf trio is mostly distracting. Yes. Um, and I, I mentioned about a joke happening. I, I just thought that, I, I, and I don't remember if I mentioned this also last week, at last time, is that that joke or what that's that little sketch that was like two or three minutes long about a math joke would have still been stupid and, and, and uh, time wasting to me in the sub as much as it was in the dub. Yeah, that's, that's not about what makes it bad. Like that's not that, nothing about that makes the dub bad. Yeah, it's just yeah, if it's bad. It's bad. I want, and it's also you know there are also people out there like maybe older fans who who just primarily focus on getting subs because that that's what's available to them. Yeah, back when they started first watching anime online and stuff like that because. I don't know. It's just like the older the older anime crowd I find tends to prefer the original dialogue with English subtitles. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. I enjoy I enjoy it though for now. I it's still going in good places. Um I'm told that the ending is not as great, but I will see it when I get to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. Speaking of endings, you finished something. Yes, I finished Demon Slayer. I I basically watched pretty much the last episode. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And I am done with uh, the first season of Demon Slayer. 26 episodes. Um, overall, Demon Slayer is pretty good. Probably could have cut that down to like 24, 23, mm. given the uh, length of the uh, Spider Forest arc. Yeah. Period. But still still entertaining story. Uh, I got my notes here. I shouldn't have taken my glasses off so I can see them. Um, so- oh, my God. I feel that, dude. I was... <laughs> I, listen, real quick thing. My, I think my eyesight's just getting worse, or, or either that or my stigmatism's getting worse. Like, the distance is, has been the same, like, yeah. or has been the same, not as close in, in reality. But, like, I, everything looks even more blurry when I take my, when I have the glasses off now. Like, Jesus, this, this would have been, like, clear to me a year or two ago, looking at my screen. Yeah, yeah I wonder, you know, I went to my, I, I went to my eye doctor, uh, I think, like, three or four or five months ago. And they they test me with everything. They're like, yeah, no, your eyesight has not changed, but it it feels like it feels like th- th- things are getting blurrier. Mm-hmm. That's just me. Uh, but anyways, yeah. So final episode. Uh, Go ahead. Not much really to say that I haven't really said last week. Um, mm-hmm. I like Shinobu. I like the older uh, butterfly. Uh, mm-hmm. The older character. butterfly she sister. Has, yeah, she has some depth. Uh, she and she and G- interactions with Giyu are quite fun. Who's Giyu? Oh, wait, Giyu is... The first, the first uh, demon slayer that Tanjiro meets. Yep. In the very first episode, yeah. Oh, yeah, with the um, the no- big nose, right? No? Uh, yeah, sp- no, I'm talking about plaid, like... Oh, plaid guy. Yellow, yes. half, yeah. Long yeah, black hair, funny. yeah, Giyu. Yeah, very, like, monotone dude. Um, so, yeah, Shinobu, a uh, fun character. Um, uh, we see, uh, do you remember the final episode? I just wanted to... Um, it's, it's, we see Muse on it. We see Muse on again. Yeah. He's the, the biggest bad, uh, Michael Jackson, right? Yeah. Michael Jackson. Uh, he also, I don't, I think he can shape shift cause he appears as a woman in this episode. Yes, he does. Which is weird. I don't know what's up with that. I'm fascinating to find out. I'm assuming it's like an Orochimaru thing of just, he can swap bodies. Hmm. For fun, yeah, in which people um, can take and over. And we get to meet uh, the of the we get to meet like the lower the lower twelve, the lower half of the uh, the I guess like the evil demon group. Yeah, the strongest of the demons, like 
numbers 12 through 6 and most of them get iced yeah they literally just most of them just get killed immediately like they were built up as such a threat like that and then half of them get killed off yeah and and and, and, yeah muzan just annihilates them immediately it i which I, i do appreciate this moment because going into that scene i felt like okay Here's our Akatsuki moment. Here's where we're gonna meet the big bads for season two. Oh, oh, wait, they're dead. Oh, wait, they didn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> what? Which I I do like that little bit of subversion. Um, Wasn't the spider one one of the big bads too? Yes, the spider was um, one of the uh, lower twelve. Okay, that's what I figured. Yeah, we haven't seen. Uh, wait, we haven't seen uh, the six members of the upper twelve yet. Mm-hmm. So those guys are still being kind of in the shadows. So. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Um, he does have a reason for killing them, though. It's just because, like, every time you guys, it's like you got, it's like, you know what? The top six, they're still good. They're still alive. But the lower ranks of the lower 12, you guys are going through your numbers like crazy because you guys keep getting killed. Mm-hmm. And I'm tired of it. So someone needs to step up and do their job. You know, and the one guys and the one uh, that survives seems to be uh, the one that's going to be leading into uh, the tra- uh, leads into the train movie. The uh, yeah, Mugen train. Yeah, Mugen he's going to be the main villain there. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't get his name. He seems quite interesting, though. Almost hit myself. Mm-hmm. It's OK. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Demon Slayer over uh, Demon Slayer overall, especially with that kind of strong of an ending. Uh, great. Uh, I can't wait for season two. Uh, I need to figure out how to watch the movie. Oh yeah, we should watch that together. Maybe if you're if you're part of us from uh, uh, here from our Discord, pos- uh, from my Discord possibly, uh, maybe we'll host a movie night there. Absolutely, yeah. yeah I, I recently yeah, need to see that. I recently got Discord Nitro, uh, so I can now stream in HD on there. Oh, perfect. Yeah, instead of like uh, more than thirty FPS, it's probably why the pay per view quality when I was streaming it was lit was better. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Uh, as far as other speaking stuff of the things watch, that we watched, we'll get to other things that we watched a lot later because that's a, a lot of what we have to talk about today. Yeah, uh, I'll briefly. Uh, I tried to watch Pacific Rim: The Black. Okay. Yeah, I got an episode and a half in. All I'm gonna say is like it's content for Netflix. It's content, which for is Netflix. kind of the nicest thing I can say. Okay, it's ahead. fine. Um, but yeah, I. The only thing that made me kind of think about it is just like I wonder how much maintenance one of those giants robots costs. Mm. Like, what's the maintenance charge on one of those Jaegers for like a year? Mm-hmm. Must uh, be in the billions, but yeah. I don't know. It, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, that uh, the show, uh, yeah, the Pacific Rim, the Black, uh, a new Netflix show on Netflix. It's fine. It's aggressively fine. Mm-hmm. It feels like one of those three. It's just another three D anime Netflix exclusive that exists. Show that exists. Um, I exists for profit. I do want to give it a couple more episodes of shot because there's only seven. Oh wow! There's only That's seven it? like thirty minute episodes. At least that I can see. Maybe I didn't scroll down, but there seems to be only a short amount of episodes. So I'm probably going to try and watch at least up until episode four before I kind of make a final decision. But can't really say much. uh, Can't say much other than that. So, okay. Um, Oh, yeah. So uh, while I was checking uh, that also, I was checking my Netflix and I realized that I don't know if I mentioned uh, starting more about season two of uh, Code Lyoko. Oh, yeah. Uh, I already like it a lot more because every episode seems to get more and more plot heavy. 
uh, like more plot like related Good. weird like more continuous story about lines about discovering what's uh, what else is happening in Lyoko itself as for the first season is very 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 episodic just the new uh instead of villain of the day it's all the same villain so uh, it's not a new task of the day obstacle in the way made uh, presented by xana it's continuous and i like it yeah Uh, oh my god i didn't post this on facebook yeah there's no yeah it's no yeah 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 yeah, there's no filler with uh season two it's all just at the moment focused at the moment it's the narrative is continuing yes uh and i look forward to looking much more i'm only uh six episodes in so far yeah um but i think that's what we're watching that's what we watched yep goodness we are getting into this uh let us talk about what we gamed and uh i can say now that i didn't do much new gaming all i can say is um uh oh i should be getting uh so my new graphics for my Twitch should be getting should be going up really, really soon, hopefully this weekend, which means the charity yeah. stream will be coming soon after that. And oh, with fantastic. That, and with that, the charity streaming uh, includes um, is going to include me doing a one sitting playthrough of or a playthrough, a 100 percent completion playthrough of Spyro 2 Ripto's Rage. Nice. And um, I've done like two sittings so far, and they've each taken, I'm at least halfway through the game now, and it's taken me about two hours each time. So I'm, this is going to be looking like an eight-hour stream, possibly, for me. Oh, God. <laughs> There's some things I just kept, like, I can do this, what the heck, I, that I kept messing up on, or I had to Google mm. real quick, how did I do that again? It's like, oh, that's the order of the Speedway. The Speedways still yeah. suck, but, well, they don't, they don't suck. I think they're the easiest speedways I've ever played, honestly. Yeah. It, I, it's a level designed from, oh, God, when did that game originally came out? Like, nineteen early 2000s? Yeah. Yeah, like level, yeah that's, that's, late, that's level design for you. That's PlayStation 1 era right yeah. there. And uh, it's, still, it's still a great game, but I just, you know... The speedways are, are, the speedways are the most, like, outside the norm part of the, of the game. Yes. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> Other than that, still enjoying it. Um, I've been playing a bit more Mario Odyssey also on my streams. That's been getting me viewers, actually. Um, Good. And we recently on stream uh, re-beat ba- uh, beat Bowser. Nice. Uh, at least uh, for, I think it was the first time. I, I basically kept playing only enough to get enough moons to let, get from one level to the next, unless I really felt like going a little bit more. Um, okay. So I'm currently only around like 250 stars, or moons, and can make it to the dark side of the moon oh, okay. uh, for whatever that first part of the post game is. And then I know after that is the darker side of the moon. Yeah. Uh, which oh. I can only get to after like 500 maybe. Yeah. I don't fully remember. Oh, wait, no, I have to beat the you're, dark side first. Uh, man, when you see what's on the darker side, you're going to wish you didn't get that 500. Oh, no, I've played it before. I just, I, I've played it before. Oh, okay. It's, it, I, I do not look forward to having to do that on stream. Oh, I've, God. I have done it. I've actually, okay, so I have completed this game, except for two mm. moons already, uh, in the past. The only two moons okay. I couldn't get are the uh, 100 jump rope one and the 100 volleyball one. Okay, yeah, th- that's impossible. Yeah, exactly. Those are not worth it for me. No, I don't even. There's, there's probably not even a real bonus afterwards that I can remember. I'll look no. it up if there is one. It's, they're so hard. Yeah. Um, but that's what I've really been gaming. Uh, what yeah. about you, sir? Uh, as far as I've been gaming, uh, I decided to keep the Batman train going, uh, because I beat Arkham Asylum. All right. Uh, last week. Uh, this week, uh, earlier this week, I played the sequel, Arkham City. Nice. 
So it's pretty much, uh, you know, as all sequels do, it's an expansion of the previous game. Uh, there's more, you know, there's more combat, there's more gadgets, there's more, there's more of an open world because in the last game, the Arkham Asylum prison uh, sanatorium, whatever you want to call it, got basically completely trashed. Like you can actually see it in the distance. There's poison ivy plants going all over the place. Buildings are destroyed. It's bad. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, the crazy solution that, of course, because it's Gotham City, they decide to uh, give uh, the mayor approval to open up Arkham City, which is essentially a giant prison that is basically a big wall surrounding an old dilapidated section of Gotham City <laughs> and basically just throw all the criminals in there, including all the super criminals and all the super villains, which, you That's know, stupid. That's a bad idea. That's a <laughs> stupid idea. Yeah. I mean, I, here's the thing. I, I understand why, because, like, the the asylum is basically gone at this point. You need somewhere to put them. But, yeah. you know. And the person heading up this Arkham City program is one uh, Hugo Strange. Is that a name that rings any bells to it you? It sounds familiar. Yes, he's a big villain. And uh, the big stainer of the, of the opening of the game is that he knows that Batman is Bruce Wayne. Of course he does. Yeah. Because he's yeah, because he's oh, very I smart. Is that beard? Yep, you've seen the if you've seen his face and his glasses, you know what he looks like. Yeah, yeah. Wonder if he was. Yeah, is that him in the game? In the game or real life? I can't tell. <laughs> Some of the yeah. graphics can be really good sometimes. Yeah, Arkham City's got pretty good gra- Yeah, the graphics in that game's pretty good. Uh, oh, that's him in the show Gotham. That's why. <laughs> I haven't oh, actually yeah. seen the show Gotham. Heard, yes. heard very mixed things about Gotham. Yeah, I, I've tried it a few times. It's 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 decent. It's fine. Okay, it's a, yeah. it's a uh, twist on what you and what you consider Batman. A reimagining, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, with Arkham City, uh, positives I can say about it. Uh, the boss fights are better than last time. I kind of undersold it last week because mm-hmm. the honestly the boss fights in Asylum not great they're mm. pretty poor yeah the only one <laughs> to I'd be honest it's just like they default to throw a batarang at a target and that's kind of it like you don't even use like the nice uh smooth counter system really for any of the bosses in asylum in city there are actually a couple that you do and it feels nice um of course the big uh, marquee boss is mr freeze where mm-hmm. You're basically isolated in a room with him, and he's trying to track you down. And the only way to take him out is to use your uh, stealth takedown maneuvers with, and use all of your gadgets. Mm-hmm. But every time you use a stealth takedown technique or a gadget takedown, he will actually modify his suit so you can't do that same technique twice. Oh. So if you try and do like, if you try and jump down from a gargoyle and knock him out, he gets up, he freezes off all the gargoyles. Mm hmm. You try and use, um, you know, electricity to uh, magnet. To you try to magnetize him to a wall to punch him. He will demagnetize himself and get rid of that magnet. Jesus, that's like so. so and he he's kind of more. He'd seen. He sounds. Is he a final boss? He he's actually midway through the game. Do you have all your gadgets at that point? Uh, you have. I would say you've got most of them. Okay. You get your last one. I think you get your last one from beating Mr. Freeze. Oh, okay, that's that's nice. It's not bad. Yeah. Yeah, the rest of the bosses, uh, Solomon Grundy, he's actually quite fun, even though he's just a giant, uh, smashy Bane-esque boss, pretty much. Mm-hmm. 
the final boss, yeah, the final boss is actually really disappointing, especially compared to uh, all the gadgets that you, you use all your tools with Mr. Freeze. With the final boss, you just kind of don't use like one primarily. I mean, mm-hmm. the setup is cool. I do enjoy it. And the actual story, I'm not going to really spoil it, but um, but uh, there's a lot of cool there's a lot of cool little details. You meet a bunch of various different villains throughout. Uh, the Joker is actually because you see what the Joker turns into in the last yeah, game. Right? I did. And there are consequences for that, because in this game, the Joker is very sick. Uh, oh, he's very like dying, Ill. right? Yeah. Yeah. He's very ill. And he and he basically injects Batman with his blood uh, to find a cure yeah. to force him to find a cure for him, mm-hmm. and that's and that's the Oedipus for Batman to just basically start traveling around Arkham City, hunting and hunting, trying to hunt down some the cure for the Titan disease, basically. Okay. Uh, really. Um, as far as negatives go, Alden Priest, um, the PS4 version for whatever reason has a lot of performance issues. Like they, I've had two instances of enemies with enemies spawning in right in front of me with guns <laughs> twice um i don't know why they they suddenly they forget to load in immediately but uh I've, i didn't have this issue in the original ps3 version um and in the open world there are moments where the game freezes to actually i guess like load in some areas because i feel like it can handle me gliding too fast throughout the open city i have no idea why mm-hmm. um but uh, it's that those issues seem to iron out as you get more than halfway through the game. Those issues seem to go away. Mm-hmm. Uh, the you can play as Catwoman, and she's kind of not fun to play as. I mm, yeah, she like I think I've seen the little bit of gameplay of that she kind of moves like Spider Man almost, but it doesn't work. Yeah, no, it it doesn't. the 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 free flow style of combat just doesn't fit with Catwoman, and a lot of her moves. Um, the, the animations for her moves uh, take longer than Batman's. Like the ground, uh, like there's a ground takedown where Batman jumps on an enemy that's laying on the ground. He just jumps on them and punches them. Yeah, Catwoman's is a little more involved. She's more acrobatic, so she does a flip. The pro- problem is, is that when you're middle in that in the middle of that animation, a, a thug could possibly come up and just punch you and knock you out of the animation. Oh. That happens less with Batman because Batman's is a lot faster. Yeah. Because there's no flash with it. It's just a simple punch to the face. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um But yeah, I mean I I kind of but other than that, um good stuff. Uh the nice. only the best thing the Catwoman does in the game is their interactions with Batman, which is truly actually genuinely kinda nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh so that's Arkham City for me honestly oh yeah oh god if i can quickly just ha- harp back on one thing that i've that i don't like as much about uh the spiral remakes is how the, is some of the voice acting changes um yeah. i understand like that they probably had a much smaller budget back then playstation in the early playstation days oh, yeah. so tom kenny did a lot more of the voices like there's one level uh Hurricose, where mm-hmm. the voice of the of the little creatures that run that the, the, you know that are the good guys of that world that you're trying to help um okay. in the old game they sounded just like spongebob like oh, god they were literally just spongebob's voice like i know tom kenny voices spyro but it was just spongebob's voice on this yeah. character and mm. i kind of miss that more like a uh, similar voice i kind of miss that voice acting because some of the voices that they change are good are good sometimes they're not um like there's a seahorse that goes oh world is wet again thank you very much 
Mm-hmm. I take this uh, thing. Mm-hmm. I love how also nonchalant the characters can be. Like it's like I I I've found it for uh, ice fishing or like a level um gla- uh, glacial pe- glacier peak. Um, where the very be- uh, very funny thing at the very beginning of the level uh, where you unfreeze these three little dudes who are going to launch you across the platform. They go, Spyro, we need you to help free our, uh, we need you to help free our leader, Shaman Took. He has to get, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the ice wizards have uh, imprisoned us. And uh, we need you to free him. He's got tickets for our hockey games, for the hockey game tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. And then when you rescue Shaman Tuck at the end to give you the talisman, he goes, I traded some hockey tickets for it. It's like, mm. so the whole thing that you went there for is entirely gone anyway. Yeah. Um, loved it. Uh, I, I wanted to mention a little bit more. All right. Um, but that's what we've been gaming. Yeah. Uh, speaking of games, though, you, mm-hmm. you, you showed me some leaks that we had. Uh, yeah, we had we had some uh, sort of a throwback to the back in the olden days of old fashioned video game leaks where. It wasn't detailed. It was some dude holding a shaky camcorder over footage. Yeah. And why are we not supposed to see? Yeah. You can definitely tell because it says confidential all over the screen. Yeah. The the confidential watermarks are plastered all over the screen in this trailer. And it's fantastic. Uh, We're talking about Elden Ring, by the way, uh, a upcoming game that is being developed by From Software, who has made... uh, games of the dark soul series and bloodborne mm-hmm. and sekiro as well um not really much to glean from this trailer uh i imagine that this from what i can tell this trailer uh is about a year old and is mm. from like is primarily shown to just investors just for the so the, the company can show them hey we are working on something we're working on we're working on this uh give us the money so we can continue to work on this yes Yes. Um. Yeah. I mean, it looks pretty much. Um. It's basically just like more Dark Souls, but with proper jumping, uh, horse combat. Yes. Stealth mechanics. Uh. So it it should be a lot of fun. It's possibly more of an open world, a, a bigger map this time around. Um. And uh, this game is being uh, probably multiple locations. Yes, being multiple locations. Uh. Uh. Co-written by uh George R. R. Martin. Oh, yeah, I remember hearing about that. Which uh, I'm kind of, uh, I should have looked at this article, but I saw a thumbnail of an article about Elden Rain a few days ago that said, like, that the thumbnail literally said Elden Rain, quote unquote, has pages. Oh. So, so Martin is possibly writing. He sounds like he's writing a lot more than they're expecting, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So, honest, I mean, honestly, I don't know about his how heavily he's involved in the writing of it because... From software games don't have very, they don't, they don't have a story the that's tell, like right. The in way they face. tell stories in this game is not like no. There's no one that sits you down and tells you about okay. Here's what's going on. Yeah, you're kind of just thrown into this world and you talk to people and you kind of figure out information as you go along. So like your role in the grand plot of things isn't really revealed. You just got to kind of figure it out as you go. Yeah, and there's like little like notes everywhere, basically that you gotta pick up and read throughout it. That's how you find. Yeah, out. little notes, uh, items that you drop have descriptions that it, that tell you if you kill an uh, if you kill an enemy that drops an item, that item will probably tell you about the enemy itself, mm-hmm. and a little bit about the world around you. And helpful. Uh, 
isn't like every time like you new game plus or get uh, further in the level like the same enemies get harder and harder to beat yes yeah um yes uh new game plus is essentially once you've beaten the game the game actually restarts but keep all of your, your items uh, and levels items weapons armor you keep all that stuff uh the enemies of course get a lot stronger they have more health their attacks hit harder uh sometimes enemy placement actually changes uh-huh depending on the game uh i imagine uh elden ring will probably have have that feature as well um the now the elden ring itself it seems to be the main goal yeah of whatever the, the protagonist is um it looks like there's this wizard guarding it or witch yeah it looks cool yeah it looks really cool uh even though it's pretty low res um i don't want it's gonna be something ring... that sorry go ahead go ahead okay <laughs> i was about to say i don't want the ring to just be an actual ring mm-hmm I kind of oh, want it like to be something. Yeah, no, I, I want it to be something that's not an actual ring. I, I would kind of like that. Maybe it's like uh, the Elden Ring is maybe like a team of is like the is or like the bosses you have to beat, like the group mm-hmm. is what they're called. Or even maybe a group of territories that makes that forms a ring on a map. I don't know. Kind uh, it's a group of territories that forms a ring. It kind of almost sounds like you're trying to defeat enemies in a way, or and unlock um this and unlock the sages from uh what is it? Uh, Ocarina of Time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, also the design of this of this woman wizard. Um, she looks like Papa Emeritus from a uh, Ghost, the band. Ghost. Yeah, she kind of does. She's got a bit of that uh, Pope thing going. Yeah, exactly. With the the yeah, literally the Pope and the big hat, uh, white yeah. painted face. Definitely something yes. that could be co- that could be cosplayed uh, once cons open again. <laughs> yeah, and they will. And I'm 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 curious now to see how from how the game developers are actually going to respond. Like, are they going to start? going like okay let's whip up an actual trailer guys oh yeah once they found out the leaks who knows i mean is there a release date for this yet or no no there's no solid release date yet confirmed also Ah. because the the pandemic has clearly affected development of a lot of game studios oh yeah um i imagine i imagine they're taking their time with with this game as they do with a lot of their games longer than uh the studio that i can't remember their names that made cyberpunk hopefully yeah, uh, well, that well, Cyberpunk, man, that that game got like restarted and refreshed like multiple times. Exactly, it lost its original identity, probably. All yeah. right, um, let us move on a little bit from there. Good game. Uh, hopefully, we'll see more things uh, come from that. Looks like a great game. Mm-hmm. Where did the stuff that? Okay, never mind. It's still there. Um, stuff that was leaked to stuff that uh i don't know I, i'm trying to stuff that has officially come out <laughs> stuff that's officially come out yes actually you know it's something it's been that's been officially, officially released it's been officially released on to um streaming platforms uh mm. we discussed the trailer of this uh when it came out will uh, and i watched this yesterday with some friends it's called willie's wonderland yes Yes, I'm, I, I'm, I got excited when you said you were talking about, when you said you were watching it uh, yesterday. Yeah, because um, it certainly is a modern day Nicolas Cage movie. Yep. It certainly is. So, 
Okay, uh, there's this old abandoned place. Uh, it just It's just like the Violence of Freddy games. There's this old abandoned place. There are these killer robots, though, there. Mm-hmm. And the night guard and the night guard basically tries to survive. Uh, this yes. all, this whole game takes place in one night, though, or one day. Yeah. Yes, it's, it, it's, it takes place in a dilapidated Chuck E. Cheese, basically. <laughs> yeah, except this place is called Willy's Wonderland. Mm-hmm. And uh, let me go back to this. Um... First of all, just like in a video game, as you pointed before, uh, the, your your protagonist, Nicolas Cage, doesn't say a word. No. Not a single word was said. In fact, his character name on the on Wikipedia just says the janitor. And even on the credits, yes. remember, it said the janitor. Yeah. Um, I recognized, like, no other actors or actresses. I thought that uh, there was this one guy, not the deputy, was it... Um, I think this guy was named Jed Love. The, whoever picks up our main character, uh, let me just start from the beginning. Uh, Nicholas Cage is pulled over on the side of the road. He's driving um, a Camaro for some reason. Mm-hmm. A really, really nice car. He's just driving through this weird town. This town has... Um, God. the guy. Uh, sorry, I'm, just, I'm trying to remember how it starts. He drives through this town. He gets picked up by, the guy, uh, by this guy who looks like... Um, he looks like that. That it's not. It isn't. But it looks like that. Uh, that Spanish actor that's in everything. That's in a lot of shows. Um, I can't remember his name. It's not the guy. Yeah. It's not the guy from Ant Man. I will say I'm that. I'm pulling up a trailer right now. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. But um, he pulls up. He's like, I can get it fixed for you by tomorrow. Uh, by tomorrow. But uh, you gotta pay now. And he goes to try to pay a card. He's like, Oh, can't pay. We got no Wi-Fi. Uh, it's got uh, can't pay with card it'll cash only they look at the ATM uh, out of order yeah we got no Wi-Fi anyway so we can't even uh, we couldn't even be able to turn I was like uh, but we do have a way you can pay and yeah. gets driven out to Willie's Wonderland right there where he meets this guy named Tex Mc- McAdoo yeah Doug Dimmodome yeah literally he looks exactly like Doug Dimmodome I yeah I am not white suit cowboy the hat, hat. Yeah. all that um, walks up and just, you know, gives him the yeah, gist. Yeah, you gotta yeah, clean yeah. everything here, clean it by tomorrow. And the place looks obviously like murders have happened there. Like, it's way too obvious that murders happen there. Like, or that something's yeah, wrong there. Like, see, like And it doesn't, it's not shy from the start even that, like, that the place is haunted. Even in the tour at one point, you see Willie's neck move, the, the, the weasel, his uh, neck move like he's trying to look at something. He goes and looks back like, huh? Huh? Without saying anything, of course. So, yeah. you know, like, thinks something's up here. But he yeah. still goes on and stays anyway. I w- Nicholas Cage's character just gets to be a badass and yeah, from I, here on look, out. He, look, he really wants to get that car fixed, man. He wants his car fixed. What are you going to do? Yeah, man. So, um, also at the beginning of the movie, we see a young girl and a cop uh, getting brought in by a cop back home. Mm-hmm. Um, the young girl... Like the cop doesn't bring her to a prison, the uh, the cop brings. Oh yeah, sorry. This this young girl played by uh, Liz Hawthorne. Okay. Oh no no uh, Emily Tosta. The character's name is Liz Hawthorne. It, we see her character introduced uh, just as they're pulling up to uh, Willie's, and she's like putting gasoline all over it, trying to light it when she gets arre- when she gets arrested. Okay. Uh, by a cop, and the cop doesn't bring her to jail. The cop brings her to a trailer handcuffs her to the side of the trailer and it's like what am i gonna eat what if i have to go to the bathroom it's like i'll drop off something and there's a bucket right there it's like what the, the fuck? fuck what the hell you're 
What town is this? Yeah. Where does this exist? Is this is this Westview? We'll get to Westview later. Yeah. Like, like, is there is there like does if does they mention like oh we're at a gas hold on or uh no uh wait what for who like the like the cop is like the, did they stop because the cop uh, the cop car is out of gas and it's like all right hold stay here or no they just that's where she dropped it off we'll find we found out later i'll tell you later i'll tell you later because this <laughs> okay. movie opens also with like um seeing a family get get, get killed by willie and such except for one like little girl who's definitely our main character yeah um saw her parent definitely saw her parents die yeah um and then there's this whole like weird backstory okay so nicholas cage's character is stuck there for the night he's literally chained we see the guy who owns the place chain padlock the door <laughs> like okay you're obviously evil like yeah why did you do that like we can't let the evil get out. We can't let the get. Out. It's like we can't let him get out. What are you talking about? And yeah. later, um, let's say we find out that this place, Willie, was originally owned by some child molester, or no, okay. some criminal uh, who was there, and they were slowly harvesting other. Uh, you know, uh, he was slowly hiring other criminals to like play the characters, play the actors, and such like that. Uh, uh, to play you know the people around there be in the suits uh eventually though they would bring them to this party a special party room in the back where they'd all get killed yep and then um just as they're about to leave as they're uh as the cop the cops were like we gotta do something there's this experiences are happening too often uh they go there find all the evil people dead okay all the bad people all the bad uh, the bad yeah, bad villains, evil, uh, dead. The criminals. Ma- yeah. Criminals, sorry, that's the word. In, it may, after having co- performed a satanic ritual mm-hmm. that pre- basically made them become, th- their spirits were put into the bodies of these animatronics. These animatronics yep. are like super advanced, by the way. Like, yeah. holy crap, they're advanced. <laughs> Are so they, what they, are we talking like? We're talking like big joints or big joints crawling up walls. Literally, a gorilla suit acting like a gorilla. Nice. Like like um, Nicholas Cage is uh, cleaning the bathroom at one point. And uh, the, we see he sees all the doors closed. Like oh, come find me. Get uh, your ice. Uh, first one, ice cold. Getting warmer. Getting warmer. Then you see the last one. He's not there. He goes and it's confusion. Gorilla flips down from the upper bar to kick him. That's cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. And, you know, Nicolas Cage just murders the robot. Yeah. Like, like, are these things living or not? Because, like, he's actually stabbing, stabbing them like they have guts. They're also, like, all this oil and blood coming out. Uh, you f- okay, later on a little in the movie, the, little, the girl is saved by some friends mm-hmm. who are, like, who all agree that this place needs to burn. Or they... They kind of agree. Some of them don't understand. It's they don't believe it or they do. They can't make up their minds on some of this stuff. Yeah. Um. Let me see. Let me look at more about this. Yeah. This, it, it. It's. I mean, this is obviously sort of a B movie. Yeah. It's a C movie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was uh, being generous. I, listen. I don't know any of the. I didn't. As I said before, I don't know what other products any of these other actors are. Maybe Beth Grant was in something familiar. 
Um, she played the main co- the main cop who also know. Oh, by the way, I have to say, Tannic Ritual because of that. Um, the kill the killing was still happening after ke- after Tex bought the place. Uh, oh yeah. And they decided that if we can't stop you, we'll feed you. So you try to feed on our town, and they just bring in random people off the street who end up getting pulled over, something like that, to, to work at Willie's. They work for the night, and they're the sacrifice for the robots. So they don't get out. Yeah, basically. Yeah. It's very dumb. Like, why would you do? Why you, wouldn't you guys just destroy the machines? They seem to only be able to work at night. Yeah. Until they, until the very next morning on this one where they can, because of reasons. Yeah, because yeah, of plot. Because plot reasons, they need to work now, and they need to be able to leave the. Uh, one of them needs to be able to leave the restaurant and speak Spanish. Yeah. My God. Um, the only like the only other things that I've seen like Beth Grant had been in also that I'm looking here, are like episodes of TV shows, where she played like minor roles. Yeah. Um, and then Rick Reltz, who plays Tex McAdoo, like I said, who has been in, uh, or he was a writer for. What did. Oh, wait, am I missing? The, I, I think I got the wrong guy. <laughs> Someone else who was. Oh, Grant Kramer. He played. Um, the, he played the original owner of of Willie's, uh, Jer- Jerry Robert Willis, who uh, the actor himself has been in a lot of other B movies like uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yes. Which, great movie. Mm-hmm. Well, great crappy movie. Yeah. And a, as a producer, I have a bunch of other things. Uh, ra- uh, movies like Raptor, Mach 2, An Inconvenient Woman, Follow the Prophets. And also, I didn't. I found this out. Um, that this is apparently the thing that's going to be happening. Return of the Killer Clowns from Outer Space in 3D. That's a movie that I didn't know existed. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can, uh, the only the main thing also that I have to say about this is that even though you could rent, I, I didn't, I thought you could, you, I didn't know you had to rent movies also on Amazon Prime. Like it costs yeah, like $20 to see it. Yeah. And this movie is only 90 minutes long, not even. Yeah. Oh, oh, even weirder, the ending of this movie, they ended off with Freebird. Oh like, yeah. The day, like the day, it's the end of the movie. The day is oh, like they've defeated all the enemies, and all of a sudden, I guess that's where all the budget went. No, that's probably where it all went. That and Nicolas Cage to drive off in this Camaro. By the way, uh, the little girl, all her friends die. Oh, Spoiler alert: they all dead. That's what happens to friends in a horror movie. They they all they be yeah. stupid and die. Yeah. So was this movie good? Um, for you, because you're a big B movie aficionado. Yes. Yeah. I think this was honestly a very fun movie. I don't think it's worth the twenty dollars to rent, though. Like, no. Maybe only ten dollars, honestly. Yeah. But it's something I would watch again, you know, and watch it uh, make fun of its cinema sin style. Like I said before, I was watching it with one of my best friends forever, uh, uh, Madison. Shout out to her and her boyfriend Tim. And I just said, I just as before we started, I was like, we're gonna like watch the cinema sin style and make fun of it as we see it, right? And it's yeah. like, oh, totally. Yeah. Why not? Also, weird thing. It started. We got confused because it starts off with not in full aspect ratio. It starts off with this like mini TV aspect ratio, and then eventually goes to full screen. Yeah. Um, worth the watch, not worth the price to pay for it to watch. So I'd okay, say then. find it through some other methods if you're curious about watching. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, that's all I have to say about Willy's Wonderland. And um, speaking of other things that have been uh, changed or altered from the original from the originals, Lola Bunny. Yes, we yes we got our first glimpse of. Uh, Space Jam. The uh, famous Looney Tunes, fe- uh, Looney Tunes character Lola Bunny, returning for Space Jam Two. Yes, starring LeBron James and of course Bugs Bunny. James, uh, I like her, I like her basketball uniform. Yes, definitely. But yeah, it lo- and it looks fine. Um, hang on a second. I you know you Space Jam Two, but you all know what uh, we're here to talk about. Um, the internet is going crazy over yeah. how unsexy now Lola Bunny looks. And I just have to say is all I have to say is that you got some of you people complaining are just too horny. Yeah, some of y'all got to calm down. Like and the reason why is that like the image that's being compa- that's being used to compare is not even oh found it I found the image. This is the image that they've been using to uh compare it for I will yeah, I think screen. I've seen what you're talking about. Yeah, and we share it for like the visual viewers because, uh, by the way, we're gonna be getting on YouTube very soon uh, yes. with our episodes. So, this is designed from 1996, I believe, and then the other design uh, from now. That design on the left is not even actually from the movie. No, it's that's fan art. Yeah, that's it's, not still from the movie. Yeah, exactly. They purposely. But you the know, one on the the one on the right is official art. Yes, right? from the newer movie. Yeah, it looks like that. Yeah, and. I mm, just why people. Yeah. <laughs> not, I don't all gotta calm problem. down. And the thing is, is like these people, these people never left, man. They never. T- they they're not they're not that different. Everything has changed. Where is the image? I know I have it. <laughs> I I saved it. I saw there was like a literal image that was comparing the two thing that was comparing the two. Like guys, you're all just too horny. Yeah. Oh well, maybe it's on my phone. Even I don't know. Yeah. All right, it probably won't ma- even matter unless I no, I gotta find it. I gotta find this because this is for yeah. it, it's for the sake of the comparison of the argument and yeah. telling people that you're too and telling people that they're being too horny. Yeah, I mean, people found it all of a sudden, and all of a sudden, then people started complaining about like Pepe Le Pew. Yes, let's talk about that people, too a little bit. People canceling Pepe Le Pew, and it's like I I I see that character, and it's like you know. You know, you could just change that character. Exactly. For modern times, without being all you, you don't have to. You can just make him not all touchy feely and actually just be like a hopeless or romantic fool. Exactly, and and I still f- make him likable. Exactly. I found the image. Now I just got to post it. Uh, you'll find it if you're on my Discord in the Movies Movies channel, mm-hmm. and uh, I can actually still share that. I think now. Yeah, you could just make him a cuck, Lord Peppy the Pew. Mm-hmm. And uh, change windows to uh, yes, that's the window. To that, there you go. Now you can see it. The funniest part of this Lola Bunny thing going on around is that they're comparing a por- uh, porny fan art to the new design. The old design didn't actually look like this. Here's what she actually looked like. So she didn't really have as big boobs as people are drawing her. Apparently, she wasn't even as no, super she sexy. she was normal. Um, this is bringing out who in my community of friends are the actual furries now. Mm-hmm. So now we know that. Um, we know who they are. Uh, y'all need to calm down. Um, but back to what you were on with Pepe Le Pew. Uh, this cancellation, though, of Pepe Le Pew, I think is good, honestly. 
Yeah, because I, I I remember him and it's like, oh yeah, he was really like touchy feely, and that's really not all that good. Exactly, it's it's very like, inappropriate. Like I obviously obviously for the time was fine and was meant to be comedic. Yes. And and he would always get soundly rejected. Yes. Obviously. It's yeah, I mean, and rightfully so. Yeah, but that, yeah, but that character would definitely have some complaints today, as he as he would be presented originally. Obviously, exactly. exactly. Like as as many have said, it seems very very rapey. Yes. And you know what? Exactly. I, I totally understand it. Yeah, very very aggressive. Like, and that's fine. And it's if you want to reinvent him to be a little to be, you know. Not that you can very easily, but mm. he's a mi- he's kind of a minor character, not really all that important. Yeah, people don't. Re- I don't think people remember him as well anyway. No. That literally, that's all I remember him for is him hitting on uh, is him hitting on other tune- Looney Tunes, especially the uh, the cat one. I think. Yeah, Wait, was the cat a skunk? The... Was he a skunk? No, he was a skunk. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And then maybe I feel like I saw one once there was one where the it tried it almost got reversed and it still didn't work. Yeah, this is a, it's a good character to can, to cancel honestly in the, at this time. Yeah, uh, let's move on from this. Um, I think we mentioned about the royal family. Do we want to talk about the royal family? Oh, just the royal family are just a bunch of old racist people. Yeah, it turns out that um, when you have a bunch of when you have a uh, set of rich white people that are uh, all living together for a very long time, then you know some of them are even inbred. Uh, that's a that's a fact. You can read up about that. Um, it, it's a fact about the about the past. Um, of course, they're going to be racist. And uh, Prince yeah. Harry uh, and Meghan Markle. Uh, apparently, Meghan Markle has um, some. Yeah, some uh, black, some uh, African American in her DNA in her uh, in her family. It's past. Yeah, and apparently a question that was literally asked of them was, "So how dark is the, uh, by the royal family? So how dark is the baby going to be?" Yeah. They were worried. It's like we were worried about. They said like they were worried about how dark the skin color is going to be, and that line just disturbed me. Yeah, and uh, I, I I made sure to. Not, I didn't watch all the interview, but I tried to get as much information as I can prior to mm-hmm. the podcast. And this is like some serious. This is this. Yeah, this is a big problem. It's like, yeah, no wonder these guys laugh. Absolutely. And also, like, they didn't have any security with them while they were with the royal family. Yeah, ridiculous. they tried. Yeah, they they tried to ask the royal family for it after like exposing them like this, and they said no, which I guess I understand. But then I think Tyler Perry got involved, and now Tyler Perry is helping them out with that. All right, that's what I heard on Tom Tonga's podcast. Okay, then. Well, I mean, more power to uh, more power to. I'm just making sure I get everyone's name right. Uh, Megan and uh, Harry, as they. Uh, as they as they have their incoming uh, first child, I believe. Uh, yeah, they're having a girl. They're having a little girl. Yeah, congratulations, guys. Watch. <laughs> I, I think that it would be totally funny though, but not at the same time not really funny if somehow she actually had cheated on him and like the baby does come out like black or something like that. God, like, like, it, it, it kind of would be a little funny if that did happen, but also horrible. <laughs> Well, yeah, well, the tabloids might have a field day for that. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, especially, especially so. Um, yeah. yeah, so it turns out the royal family is racist. Yeah. Who would have thought? Um, yeah. 
Oh, speaking of other things, oh God, we keep, we're getting on things that are getting canceled today because um, people tried to cancel Eminem yeah. again. Uh, yeah, so yeah, some people. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm reading the art. I'm reading an article from it right now. Basically, uh, it's uh from young from from TikTok users. They're actually talking about um, they're bringing up the song "Love the Love the Way You Lie" and and bring up certain lyrics and how it's basically promoting and domestic Violence against women, yeah. Yeah, and the thing is, is like that song is not supposed to be in support of that. Exactly. It's about a bad relationship. Yeah, it's, yeah, it, yeah, it's about a bad relationship and it's not supposed to be positive about the actual abuser itself. It's just, it's it's basically just showing the window of how uncomfortable that is. Yeah, um, Corey Taylor even came out and said uh, he says that we live in the outrage age. Uh, <laughs> That's a good way to put yeah, it. Yeah, I was uh, a quote uh, he first reported to Blabbermouth. Uh, I was just reading about how Gen Z trying to cancel Eminem because of the one line uh, that was in a Rihanna song that he did with her, and I'm just like, is that where we are right now? I mean, at this point, you're talking about the Salem witch trials. You're talking about you know America in the 20s when the K- where the KKK was like a political force. You're talking about complete condemnation without context or rationalization for an action like that yeah i mean the important thing i I think the important thing to notice that with that song it's like okay why was this song written this way Mm -hmm. is the first thing that people should actually like research and find out and and like eminem has been doing this for years like his latest album he's still talking about stuff like this exactly he released a song just even about all the troll with all the trolls what was it i can't remember what it was called New Eminem. I know he song. talked about a. I know he released a kill shot. Yes, tone deaf. That's what he named the song. Tone deaf. Yeah. And uh, literally just making fun of. I don't know if it was anyone specific, but literally just targeting right after, uh, right after all those people uh, that yeah. were trying to. They tried to cancel him. Um, I'm sorry. I'm trying to read more. Go ahead. Uh, I yeah. I was. I was just gonna. I was just going to say. Um. A lot of people are just like there's there's not a lot of context for that, and I'm assuming that uh, I'm I believe Love Lies is talking about uh, Eminem is Eminem is referring to his first marriage mm-hmm. and how and how badly and how toxic that was, and I think the main I think honestly the main takeaway from that particular song is just how toxic and uh, how much of a bad cycle a bad relationship can actually be. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't. And even though I wouldn't really call it, even though it's not directly meant to be a cautionary tale, you can definitely represent it as that. Mm-hmm. So I can see that as sort of a positive. But um, I mean, the whole cancel culture thing—it feels like anything at like the, like any sort of like negative thing at the drop of the hat, they should be like, "Oh, this man shouldn't be able to do music anymore." Yeah, like, yeah. you're be- talking about uh, like this, like like Dr. Seuss. Yeah. Oh my God. The recent topic that's been brought up. We as didn't well. even talk and about I, that. Like Dr. Seuss's old um, 1930s, 1940s, yeah. possibly even earlier than that. Like really uh, racially offensive cart- uh, political cartoons started popping up all over the place. And the th- and the thing is with that, it's like oh, all these books should be removed and banned from libraries. And it's like, well, none of those, not a lot, like those books, um, generally don't have like subtly coded racist messages and, and things like that even like and his views changed decades yeah. afterwards Hopefully. like Horn Hears a Who for example is one of those books 
that is a very positive that is a very good positive message i know i've read at least two of these books yeah okay i definitely like uh i think i had if i ran the zoo and maybe read once ob on beyond zebra but and i think i saw it on mulberry street that's one i never i remembered reading often yeah i read that i had that as a kid Mm -hmm. Uh, let's see let's see the slanted uh, let's see works at uh including his debut which features a crude racial stereotype of an asian man with slanted eye lines for eyes mulberry street one of the six i mean i get that like put like dots underneath the eyes maybe like we can edit these books can't we yeah i mean like it's imagery company can own them yes Exactly. Uh, one of the six books that was uh, that's uh, Seuss Estate would like to stop selling this week. Like, I get why we're doing it, but we don't mm-hmm. need to cancel Dr. Seuss entirely. Yeah. I hope that's not what's happening. Yeah, uh, it's just it's just those books that need to be reviewed. Absolutely, that's fine. Exactly. They need to be. They need to be. Cha- they need. They need to be changed. I understand. Like you know, definitely stop selling them if they're, you know, they're actually going to promote, promote that. Not promote. Let's see. Pulled. Uh, Let's see. I'm trying to read this again. And I think I saw it in Mulder Street. One of the six books pulled by the state sold about 5,000 copies last year. McElliott's Pool and the Cat's Quizzer haven't sold in years through the retailer's uh, book scan tracks. Putting the merits of books aside, removing Green... What? Oh, no, no, they didn't remove Green Eggs and Ham. Would, have, would be a completely different business proposition from doing it the way... From doing away with new printings of McElliott's Pool. Yeah, I mean... I haven't heard of I, most of these birds uh, books are ones that I had never heard of before. No. Another thing you could look at, at, at oh, and it's even referred to in this article. In fact, is that Roald Dahl? Some of his stuff that he wrote is really, really racy. I mean, like the Oompa Loompas. Yes. <laughs> uh, one. His book Boy is like very racist against African Americans. Mm-hmm. Uh. It, yeah, like it's it's. Things get canceled. It, 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 things change. Opinions change. But like, we can also change. We can also change works of fiction. Yeah, I think. Yeah, of course. If necessary. And I think um, as society changes and we look at um, media in the past, I think it's. I think. I think a, an important. I think a good. I think a good activity would be to do was to look at. Okay, well, what's the context of this piece of media, and why was it said it this way at this time? Like, mm-hmm. you know, for what purpose? Exactly. You know, was yeah. it for the purpose of offending someone? Was the was it you know to spread a message of hate, or was it just you know to, or was it just because he a person wanted to draw it that way? You know, mm-hmm. or something like that. I'm not ad- and, and I'm not, not advocating. advocating for, for, we're not advocating for racism. Just no. Things can be made differently. Yes. All right. I think we're, we've been getting a little too serious now that we had a nice little serious cancellation segment. Yeah. In the end, well, uh, like, cancel yeah, the royal family. Yeah. Don't cancel. Uh, uh, don't cancel um, Eminem. No. And um, don't cancel Dr. Seuss. Just you know, don't look at the books anymore. They're not. Yeah, just, they're not good. Yeah, just put. Yeah, put them down. Put them down. Just go read something down. else. There's plenty of other Dr. Seuss books you can read to your kids. Yeah, yeah. There, right. Yeah, there's plenty of other activities uh, you can do with. You, you, there's plenty of other activities kids can do, like possibly <laughs> buying a truck. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was the worst segue ever. But uh, apparently, and I just saw this right before we started. Uh, mm-hmm. The there is a from the Bumblebee movie. 
the truck, the Optimus Prime truck, is actually up for sale mm. uh, right now, and uh, it is the owner of said truck. Uh, he's willing to. Uh, oh God, let me pull pull up the full listing here. It's on a, it's on a public Facebook group. All right, uh, real quick thing. I think also we're gonna push Wandavision to next week. It'll be a great way to intro right before uh, uh, Falcon the Winter Soldier comes out. Agreed. Yeah, just to cap that up before we get on. Exactly. Yeah, so I this, may want to rewatch like in a, a certain episodes also to get any other notes. Yeah, definitely little details. And yeah. also so tomorrow, this truck, the Marvel Assembled comes out. All right, go ahead with the truck. Sorry. All right, I'm excited to talk about the truck, man. <laughs> so this uh, this Optimus Prime truck was featured at the end of the uh, Bumblebee movie. Uh, it's the it's the real deal. Uh, it needs some new parts. Uh, new side door, some fenders. The grill needs a little bit. Of, the lower grill needs fixing up. Uh, right now, the 87 Freightliner Co. is what it's COE. Called. Yeah, the price COE. is currently at uh, over uh, 21 grand. Mm-hmm. Um, he's uh, the the person in particular. His name is uh, Justin L. Uh, Vanderslice. Uh, on the uh, public Facebook group, truckers buy, sell, trader advice. Uh, he posted on here on February 18th. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's accepting. He's accepting reasonable offers. Uh, He's uh, willing to kind of drive it anywhere around the country. Um, I gotta say, it looks this truck looks like it's in pretty good condition. Honestly, and I I love seeing like I love seeing like movie props and movie vehicles pop up for sale. It's it's just it's really interesting. Yeah, uh, kind of interesting that to see this also um, is that this post has only two comments. Yeah, well, I probably imagine also the like has been shut off. Yeah, well, I imagine it was they've been shut off because he's like send me a personal message about yeah. your offer and stuff like that instead of a free for all in the public comments, which makes sense. Hopefully, it got uh, hopefully it gets sold. Hopefully, it gets repaired. Maybe it'll look. Maybe he'll he'll put he'll put his own um, Autobot signature insignias and signatures on there. Yeah, I'd be shocked if it's not on there already. Yeah, well, yeah I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't I mean, keep. I wouldn't take them off. No, yeah, you never would. Oh, definitely Why would not. you? I mean, I mean, like, like, what kind of, like, you're not a big Transformers guy. Like, what kind of car would you buy from that movie? Uh, ooh. if you could, if I could, yeah. Um, uh, does it have to be a car? Can't I it can buy be whatever? Man. I was gonna say, can't I buy like? Uh, didn't Decepticons were the thing about them was that they could make could become flying ones, but the Autobots couldn't. Well, Decepticons generally lean to more towards military vehicles and whatnot, ah. whereas the Autobots, you know, the auto in their the auto in their name is referring to automobiles. Essentially, mm. is a reference to that. So most of them are most of the good guys are cars. Yeah. Yeah. I want to. I want something that becomes a, an attack helicopter or something like that. Yeah. You, yeah. You want blackout basically. I, yeah. I want a Blackhawk. I want a. What's the what's the the. Yeah, some sort of Blackhawk, whatever. I, I, I want. I was about to name the one from a uh, Helsing Ultimate abridged. <laughs> Helsing Ultimate abridged. Uh, the helicopters from the uh, that uh, he wants from, from the Vatican. Four. Yeah, from the Vatican. Yes. Those, yeah, uh, the Vatican SC, helicopters. Okay. Yeah, the SC seventy one Blackbird. Oh, that one. Yeah, Jetfire. Yes. Oh, yeah, Jetfire. Yes. Yeah. For the is glory he, of Jetfire. Is he an Autobot or a Decepticon? Jetfire in the films, he actually started life as a Decepticon. Okay, but he got he got old and he's like, you know what? I'm actually tired of this. I'm just gonna retire. Tired and of this war. Yeah, he just hangs out on. He just hides out on Earth and helps and helps people fu- and helps uh, 
Sam and Bumblebee and, uh, and the crew find the uh, the AllSpark or the Matrix or whatever. It's been a while. So if you want to uh, own Optimus Prime, uh, I guess you can message this guy. Or, yeah. I, or maybe, maybe not. I'm not sure. Yeah, if you want a truck. Justin L. Vanderslice. Mm. All right. Um, I think that also, with that, we're going to go into our... Uh, speaking of battles, basically, uh, and fights, maybe, we're going to slide yeah. now into our uh, main event here. Yes. Uh, AEW Revolution was this past weekend. And no! Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. new yes. J&J yeah, Securecast yeah, yeah. podcast, E-Boy champion, yeah. Jared. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still, I still, you know, I still forgotten to add up the tally points. How close? You know, we were only was one it? point difference. It was only one point difference. Oh, it was okay, very close. Yeah. yeah, very nice. And um, I have to say also with with uh, the internet, uh, the re- Facebook group I'm on, uh, Pay Per View Pro Wrestling, I retained my the title there as well. Well done, so, you dual champions. No, gun. triple. Triple oh, champion. I am oh, their. Cha- I'm all- <laughs> I am their internet, their independent, and their independent champion. Their uh, nice. their internet champion is for WWE and AEW, and um, their independent is for other independent shows like New Japan Pro Wrestling, yeah. uh, Ring of Honor, and I maybe MLW. I'm not sure yet. What else? Yeah, yeah, that could count under that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what else they've really done. They really done yet. Yeah. Um, there hasn't so been too you, many events. So you saw the whole, sh- you saw the all whole the show. Revolution live. How was it? I watched it from side. Honestly, very great show. Not incredible. Not as great as last year's uh, AEW Revolution. No, was, you can't. Well, you can't top last year. Last year's show was so good. Yeah. Um, but this show is also still really, really good. Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, it started off in the pre-show um, with me screaming. <laughs> Because yeah. uh, we had a, ta- a women's tag team match. Um, uh, originally, it was going to be Dr. Britt uh, Baker, DMD, with uh, her assistant Rebel, teaming up against Riho and Thunder Rosa. Uh, mm-hmm. But Rebel was injured. And yeah. to replace a Rebel, we got Maki Ito! Yeah. Ah! I just remember seeing the, hearing that intro and being like... <gasps> Yeah, I was there. I was there for yeah, that. You yeah, you were there. Oh my god. So, Maki Ito the failed idol. Yes. Fired idol. Yeah. Fired idol. Fa- the fired idol. Yeah. Yes, cuz she was fired originally from uh, a group Link Q. Um, oh, yeah. uh, teamed with Dr. Britt Baker. Uh, it was a great match to show uh, what uh, more of what she's about, her style, uh, how crazy she could be. I think as I put to, when, during the watch group last week, or uh, this past weekend, they probably used all the middle fingers and F-bombs they had to use on Maki Ito. Pretty much, yeah. Because she was flipping off the crowd the whole time, flipping off uh, Riho and Thunder Rosa the whole time, mm-hmm. making her like her, her gross face like, something, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, good match. I, I wish I hadn't picked Riho and Thunder Rosa if I had known that was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That started you off with the first point. Yeah. And um, then we moved on to the tag team championship match between oh. the Young Bucks against Chris Jericho and MJF. Oh, that's how you start a pay-per-view. Yeah. Good good match. Good match. Um, but as we both picked, suspected, the Young Bucks did retain. Yeah. Um, I heard a complaint, actually, also on a uh, on some other podcast. Uh, maybe it was Tomatonga's earlier. That, like... You can't have single stars in a tag team like this going for the tag titles. I get it; it was for progressing storylines. Yes, but 
I guess it, sh- it shouldn't happen regularly. It should be yeah. it, it should be pretty rare, or at the very least, the two single stars should be uh, as a tag team feeling for a while yeah. before they challenge for the titles. Because I think their rec- the Jericho and MJF um, tag, their team, tag team match record popped up uh, before the match started. It was like three and zero or something like that. It's like. That, that's and it's like, like really nothing. that's nothing. after three matches like compared exactly. to everyone else in the tag division yeah and I, get, and I get it that they won uh they won a battle royal to get this yes but still you got yeah. plenty of other it, people that... it's Go ahead. yeah it's especially frustrating because AEW uh at the very least does try to stick to its ranking system as much as yeah. it possibly can it boasted Sometimes... in the beginning about the tag team division and how much they wanted to build it and yes make yeah. it huge yeah um sorry you were saying i cut you off yeah but uh, but it's uh, but also sometimes that can you know for you know for storyline purposes and uh purposes purposes uh and contrivances sometimes that stuff tends to just happen uh yes but uh speaking of the tag teams though uh the tag team battle royal was next um and honestly i liked this better than any other casino battle royal they've ever done but that's probably also because they did it royal rumble style basically yeah yeah i think it was like every 90 seconds a new tag team came out and joined and just jumped into the jumped into the fray pretty jumped much into the match yeah uh it started off with the natural nightmares and qt marsh uh which uh the natural nightmares was, which is dustin rose and qt marshall against the dark orders five and ten yes. uh more people came in inner circle Sidal brothers more dark order um to eventually be uh, see the winners be uh, uh, great moments and little uh, little bits throughout this match, but also lots of little nothingness happening in this match. Yeah, yeah. Like the only real progression that I remember is uh, QT Marshall uh, getting fed up with getting an argument with his partner and just walking away. Dustin Rhodes, which, yeah, he yeah. Ha- as far as like a heel turn goes for QT, I think it actually he makes sense because. Mm-hmm. He got blamed by, elim- by accidentally eliminating two uh, two uh, other members of like the Nightmare Entourage. Yeah, the Gun Club, Austin Gun and Colton Gun. Yeah, and I I feel like a g- another reason for that is because QT Marshall has been you know to blend in. He's, he's been a healing real life it up. element. Yeah, he's been really healing it up also in real life. Um, side note, real quick from that, um, this past Tuesday night on AEW Dark was the big blow-off match between QT Marshall and Fuego Del Sol. This has been like an eight-month build, honestly, for this. Oh, if you watch, okay. if you watch Sammy Guevara's vlog, you'll get it because. Okay. Uh, yeah, this whole time, uh, Fuego del Sol, he's the he's a he's a jobber. He's been on dark. He hasn't won a match yet, but he's just got so much heart and soul. And uh, Tony Khan approved this match to happen. It was a bit. It was basically like, like it was probably the biggest match, honestly, in AEW dark history. Yeah, because it's been building up in the background for so long. Exactly, all through this okay. vlog, everyone in the chat was like watching it. I remember I told my grandma to be quiet as she was trying to tell me what was for dinner. What was for dinner? Was, uh, what there was for dinner? I was like, no, not not now, grandma. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, will 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 Q, will Fuego hit the tornado DDT? And he did. He hit oh. QT with the tornado DDT. But then QT went out of the ring. Oh. Yeah, he flipped. He almost he, had it. He almost had it. Brought him back in the ring, and uh, but then takes two diamond cutters from QT Marshall instead. Yeah. Uh, to win to lose the match. It was it was very upsetting. Um, I knew it was going to happen because QT's you know he's a main roster. He's an actual signed talent. Yeah. And uh, but I think that'll ra- it definitely has raised uh, Fuego's stock. Everyone, 
I, I was very satisfied with the match. I was very satisfied with how it went. Um, yeah. And very satisfied with how this uh, with how this match went uh, with the tag team battle royal as mob pick the death triangles Pac and Ray yeah. Phoenix won. Yeah. Who did you pick at first? I, for, I forget. Oh God, let me pull up my notes, sir. Uh, I think you picked Santana and Ortiz, right? Yeah, Santana and Ortiz. Yeah. Yeah, and they were eliminated. How late into it? Oh, I feel like they were eliminated around like sort of like midway. Yeah, because they were eliminated by by Jungle Boy of Jurassic right. Express, who was uh, who was actually the one that was eliminated last by uh, by Ray Phoenix. Uh, yes, it ended the the end of the match was I think it was John Silver, Jungle Boy, Pac, and Ray Phoenix. So it was like a two on one and one, two on yeah. one versus one versus one. Uh, John Silver gets thrown out, Pac gets thrown out. Nice, like, great two, two three-minute exchange between uh, Jungle Boy and Ray Phoenix, all leading to Ray Phoenix, though, throwing uh, Jungle Boy out, out of the ring. Yeah, definitely. Phoenix, one of the best in the business right now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. One of the best, uh, one of the best luchadors in the business today, one of the best athletic, uh, Wrestlers. He's kind of taken that uh, that ricochet slash Will Osprey spot in the minds of, uh, of wrestling the, fans of just unbelievable acrobatics. Exactly. Uh, uh, and and I just yeah, and I, and of course Pac is just my one of my is Pac is just one of my favorites. Just a salty bitter. Yeah, it's salty the bitter old, Yes. And he um, what was it also about him? Uh, Pac also I re- didn't realize how like huge Pac is like oh yeah muscle build he's so jacked yeah all right um was this next match by the was this the point where you uh, had to leave for the night and rewatch it last night I forget uh was next the uh, the last match that I saw was actually the women's title match well that's what's next actually uh this one was solid solid this one match was decent for me Hikaru Shida versus Rio Mizunami um. Mizunami looking great. Yeah. Um, but very obvious, honestly, that she was not going to win. She is no, not a regularly I, I, signed talent. No, I did like the story going into this match of, of uh, Mizunami being the veteran of mm-hmm. between the two uh, and, yeah. and just going like, listen, and I've beaten you before. This is going to be easy. And you see that in the match where she's like not really taking the match seriously early on and mm-hmm. she pays for it badly oh yeah she's like, like a lot of violent moves she was originally actually uh, was to have retired at like age 30 she's only like 32 um really but yeah uh, i think that was oh, some wow. other that was some other story that uh excalibur had uh t- mentioned i think previously and after having been in the match uh she was in the first double or nothing match it was uh, the the joshi match from double from the very first double or nothing um yes uh, she was on the winning side. It was actually Shida, uh, Mizunami, and uh, Riho who Rio, won that who yeah. won that Joshi match. I guess yeah, they were up against, they were up against I think Sok- Yuka Ajakong and someone else who I can't remember right now. Yeah. Um. So seeing them uh, face off was, uh, and honestly, I hope that this really does ho- lead to us seeing more Mizunami. She was actually on uh, Dynamite this past week in a six man really? tag or six woman tag with uh, including good. Maki Ito. There was a, a run in after this match too. Mm-hmm. Um. And Thunder Rosa kept trying to hand Shida back the title as. Shida kept trying to just give a handshake to Mizunami. It was a little yeah. awkward. A little yeah. Awkward, but good. I don't know if that was intentional or not. A bit of miscommunication, maybe. Yeah. But still great. Still um, still a fine match. Definitely worth the watching. Um, this next match, I'm not sure if I loved it, honestly. Um, also, we both picked Shida to win, which is great. Um, yes. Next match was Miro and Kip Sabian against Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor. 
I just skipped this one. <laughs> I didn't care about this. I didn't care so, about the developments going into the match. I didn't care about the stories of the match. Um, I got nothing to say about this one. So, I, okay. The, uh, first off, Mira and Kip attacked best friends before this match started even uh orange doesn't come out until the match starts uh until a little bit into the match already uh miro throws chuck in and she's like just give up now give up now it's something that and they bring the microphone up and he said and he says ring the damn bell Mm. match begins it starts off as a Mm two-on-one um orange cassidy comes back he seems like he's still beaten up and such uh taking off his stuff but then just immediately does a kip up and sucks Miro in the face. Mm-hmm. This is all outside of the ring, by the way. Kip and um, and Chuck Taylor were wrestling at the time, or probably on the ground at the time. Um, Till eventually towards the end of the match, um, Miro, uh, this, oh God, who has been, le- who is legal and who isn't has been, was really off throughout the match too. At one point, uh, Chuck is a legal man in the match. Um, he's about to get charged at by Miro. And but Kip is actually the legal man also. Uh, some reason outside the ring, Miro miss uh, Miro hits Chuck, but then Chuck but in the process Chuck hits Penelope Ford who's sitting on the side of the ring. She gets like injured on the ground. Kip goes down to like to check on her. He's the legal man. He mm-hmm. the the uh, the referee's like. You need to you need to tag in Kip's legal and it's like Kip get on there up there. Kip runs up. They do the quick ta- they do the tag really quick. Immediately in the um the game over accolade and the match you know he taps out that's end it looks like they're leading also after this week's dynamite to 50 50 booking where the best friends are probably going to win because there there's going to be apparently a video game surrounding the ring in their rematch mm. and um something's going to get destroyed by kip sabian or miro and that's what's going to lead to their breakup it seems like yeah. um after that was the big money match between hangman adam page and big money matt hardy oh. God, I man, I can watch Ad, Adam Page do his taxes, man. I just I love him that much. <laughs> he is the most lovable babyface currently in AEW. Yeah, or the most sympathetic babyface. Um, yeah, I mean, and that and me and me loving Heyman Page so much kind of helped me kind of get through this match, which was solid. But I felt like you could have cut it by a few minutes. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's just, it was just a standard like filler match, nothing too special really to talk about. Yeah, um, Dark Order came in and helped out Adam Page. Um, yeah. No more of the hi- okay weird thing. The hired hands of Matt Hardy were supposed to be there too, you know Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn. But where was yes. hi- TH two? They were no- they were nowhere near that match. Yeah, I, I know that Jack Evans came out uh, for the ta- at the tag team battle royal. Yeah, but not for not to help Matt Hardy in his match, which was rather odd yeah probably wasn't paid enough for it (laughs) (laughs) something like that next after that um was the face of the revolution matter ladder match for an AEW for an AEW TNT championship match um yeah for the for the sonic the hedgehog ring (laughs) yes i i that i for i saw that ring and i'm like and god i can't yeah um, first uh, of all, our predictions as to who the mystery person were were both r- were wrong by both of us. Oh, as, yeah. uh, Ethan Page made his debut. Uh, yeah. Cousin of Adam Page, not really. Yeah. Ethan Page was just kind of there. Yeah. Um, and I'm not really knocking him because he did, because he was involved in some uh, cool stuff. I, God, do I ever written down? Yeah, like the spot where Ethan 
launched Sky with like a razor's edge onto a ladder that was on top of Archer. Oh my god, that spot that was, was fantastic. Awesome. That spot was uh, that spot was excellent. Archer um, took a lot of damage in this match. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I feel like he, yeah, he definitely did, and he actually took out a lot of damage. Like that Archer's running knee into Scorpio Sky, where he Ooh. just fell off onto yeah. a ladder. That was the most painful thing I've ever uh, seen. Cody had this like arm injury that was like a, a throughout the match. Hey. Oh, why was, does Cody have a widow poopoo? Why was Cody, Cody waiting in the tunnel? I don't know. Like I don't. You know, man, Cody's the best heel without being a heel. What is like, he? He's such a he's such a prick. Literally. He, you know what? The thing with Cody is what I find him so compelling is that he is. Right, gotta take this he is he's an asshole. Yes. Genuinely trying to be a good person. Yep. That's every time I look at Cody, he is. He's he's gen he's genuinely trying to be you know a nice guy, but you could just you can see and feel like he, he's you're, it's like oh you're just a jerk underneath it all aren't you? Another like kind of uh, kind of almost douchey thing that um I'm, that Tom Tonga mentioned about about this was they're wasting some time here. Why are they wasting time on a baby sex reveal on dynamite? <laughs> Wait, what? They they reveal oh, the uh, you know Cody and Brandy are having a child. Oh yeah, yeah, and they had a little video package. Yeah, that was a little. Yeah, and it's like it's a that girl. Was a little... I was just like, why? Why did we need to spend time on this? It's like the time they wasted, and I mentioned this Sunday night, uh, the time they kept wasting on having um, Sting do these weird promos for the ma- for the match. Uh, well, for this up for this next match, the match with him and Darby Allen against Team Taz, which great yeah. match. But it didn't need a segment every single week. No, yeah, yeah, I, I've, yeah. It felt like this match was like over promoted. Yeah, almost, if that's yes. possible. It, but that, yeah, uh, to the point where it um, where it, they it, it took up time that could have gone towards more women's matches, which is definitely something that I'm more and more seeing and starting to really complain about. About yeah, Dynamite. They, they need to. Yeah, boast their women's division a lot more. Give them more TV time. I know actually though that they cur- they currently have scheduled for next week um, the first ever women's main event. Possibly it is a lights out unsanctioned match between Thunder Rosa and Dr. Brick Baker DMD. Good, that that should be good. Yeah. Oh yeah, gonna um, close out their rivalry. Yeah. So for that uh that uh, street fight. Yes, um, the street fight. It, it wasn't it wasn't a live in the moment match it was it was a cinematic match yes um i'm normally not a fan of these but i enjoyed the i enjoyed this i enjoyed the camera work i enjoyed the lighting Mm, i enjoyed the Uh, little i enjoyed i enjoyed brian cage walking up a flight of stairs with darby allen (laughs) holding him in a suplex that was incredible oh brilliant yeah beautiful Uh, i enjoyed darby allen going through the glass window god and then the wind and then like one uh, and then one of the windows falling on his head as the thing fell like that's like extra (laughs) he got thrown through a glass he got thrown through like a big glass window pane it's like a flavor wind there with slid down and just landed on his and the rest of it landed on his head exactly that the the slide down was a flavor wind and something that they got lucky that they that they caught on camera yeah yeah Um, definitely and at one point also apparently it took like 13 takes is what i heard for sting to throw that bat up onto the second floor oh yeah i I can imagine yeah yeah they had to shoot that multiple times um good like call back to have it bring back come back though uh when he was hit uh when sting eventually caught it and hit uh brian cage with it it yeah because yeah 
Because Sting early on in the match threw it, it was like, you know what? I don't need this bat to. to no, Stark said it to guys. Threw it, threw it up into the second floor. Yeah. The fight ended up escalating up to the second floor, then went back down. Darby got Darby was recovering, found Sting's bat and threw it back down to him. Yeah. On the first floor. Uh, St- Sting hit, proceeds to hit Brian Cage with that bat. He lands on some sort of platform in the, that's over this <laughs> chasm. Yeah. Chasm, let's just say that. Which then leads to Darby Allen from the second floor giving uh, giving Brian Cage an elbow drop. And then they disappear. Yeah, to just, the chasm. Threw, just threw that tarp and the tarp. And the tarp and like the platform just collapses and they just disappear. Yeah, exactly. The match ends with Sting and Ricky Starks in the middle of the ring. Uh, yeah. what, how did the match end again? I can't remember. What was the fight? Was it a tap out? Uh, the f- uh, Sting just hit Starks with a scorpion death drop. Okay, it was pinfall. Yeah, perfect. Uh, nice so ending. So that was really good. I'm. Ooh, I'm. I loved. To see if- okay, go ahead. I'm sorry, I loved also that the star- Ding- Sting and Darby did the half and half face paint of each other. Yeah, I I, yeah, I wrote that down in the notes. I appreciate the matching face paint. Yeah. Um. So this was this was a good match. I'm kind of a little concerned about what sting can do live yeah but i imagine this match was just also a way to just test sting's physical limitations and see what he could do mm-hmm. as well for for behind the scenes purposes as well and uh man can we get sting some some like um he's some 62. new gear that's not like a t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> yeah like get him like you know how ricochet would wear like the nightwing uh suit yeah i remember for that. SummerSlam. Yeah. get sting like something like that get him like some like sort of batman-esque armor or something stings at least is also looking really well and in shape yeah Love good for him that um yeah and hopefully also we won't have to see sting in what the next match was our main event of the night uh an exploding barbed wire Death match for the AEW yes. World Championship. Now, this is a re- there's a reason that this is this is the reason that the street fight, the cinematic match, happened before this because they needed a setup for this. Because the setup and the appearance, the look of this match, great. Oh yeah, yeah. There was these um, like uh, as the, the rule said, three sides of the ring were were surrounded in barbed wire, and mm. hitting them would trigger an explosion to happen. There was like a little yes. side table, uh, a little board that was uh, on the side there with some barbed wire on it. There were boards on the floor that were triggered to explode when someone went through them. There was three of those. Yeah. Um. And there was also Bryce Rensburg dressed like uh, dressed in a hazmat. Oh, it looked like a hazmat suit. Yeah, yeah. Referee. Like one of the things. Yeah, it's just a little detail that I love. Referee for this match was actually wearing a flame retardant suit. Like he was wearing protective gear mm-hmm. because there would be barbed wire and ex- and explosives in this match. And there was only like four explosions at first, but it actually involved hitting the ropes at, at first uh, before they went to the outside of the ring. Definitely timed out the, the these moments well. The wrestling that they did itself was great. Um, this match was excellent. Oh yes, this was an excellent match. I really match. enjoyed this match. A uh, whole match, enti- enti- uh, in the whole match. Uh, Moxley at one point gives, a, gives Omega a paradigm shift into one of the sideboards. Yeah. That looked great on the side. That's great. Then Gallows and Anderson unfortunately ran in um, mm-hmm. to do some damage, which really sucked. But then they handed Omega an exploding bat. Yeah, exploding barbed wire baseball bat with like a sort of like a flash on, yeah. flash on the bat itself. Yeah, it looked amazing when uh, when Moxley got hit with that. Yeah, in the slow motion shot. Um, yeah, and um, uh, I oh. want to say just. 
one of the quick uh so uh omega hitting moxley with the one-winged angel mm. but then moxley didn't even kick out he just like smacked his foot up against the uh the barbed wire ropes which triggered an explosion which blinded omega yes it was oh that was some great storytelling uh, and it kept the, it kept the finisher protected Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I, I love how... Just, Omega just an idiot. He just kept flashbanging himself. Yeah, basically. Like four times. Yeah. Oh, um, one thing that also we want to... That... Uh, uh, never mind, we'll just keep... Uh, we'll keep going from there. Uh, the match continues to go. Um, eventually, though, uh, there's a chair put in the ring, and Omega does another one-winged angel on Moxley through it, hitting the chair. And um, we get to the post-match, where there's yeah. a little bit more of Moxley getting beat up. Yeah, and um, here's the thing: is that this match was promised. Uh, this match went 25 minutes 15 seconds. That's what Wikipedia says. This pro- match w- uh, was promised to us that if after 30 minutes go by, the ring will explode. Yes. So they're like, the timer's still going. We don't know what's happening. We can't stop it. Uh, after yeah. like the beatdowns happening, uh, Moxley's like left in the ring. He's handcuffed. The handcuffs actually apparently broke. Uh, he was, oh, uh, yeah. and, oh, and uh, he's out cold as well. Exactly, and um, a little an old friend of Moxley's come back comes back to the ring. Eddie Kingston runs to the ring, yeah, and puts uh, and, you know tries to get his friend out. Tries to wake him up. Tries to wake him up. Moxley's not moving, and it's like the timer's going down for the big final ex- rain explosion, and and you know it to try and save his friend. Eddie Kingston literally tries to shield moxley from the blast by covering him over his own yeah, body we totally understand why and we totally understand that's going to happen but then the timer hits <laughs> hits zero man just the saddest like sparkler explosion now can we show this, this? Not- can we show this uh i mean if you want to i i'm gonna sh- i'm gonna skip yeah, to, like, no volume okay yeah, yeah no, volume. no volume exactly that's what that's yeah. what i'll do go keep going yeah, this this was clearly um this was clearly a mechanical failure yeah um because it was just frustrating because all the other barbed wire explosions uh they went off perfectly fine yep i didn't see any issue with that as well yeah butchering the blade also did not come in to help protect him yeah, well, they Spark- were trying to convince okay. Eddie to get out of there, I imagine. Yeah. But he so, wasn't going to do that. He covered him. Yeah. Sparklers go off in the corner. Yeah. There's these tiny explosions on the side, and then this one slightly bigger explosion from the actual side of the of the rings. And yeah. It doesn't feel like it hits them at all. There's, like, not enough smoke to cover the whole thing. No. And... Eddie Kingston sells this like he died. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. That's that's just a really disappointing end to otherwise a very good, good pay per view. I felt. Um, what? A very good pay per view. Yeah, very good pay per view. Um, although I will say this though, uh, Eddie uh, Eddie Kingston himself uh, yesterday. Yes, on, on Dynamite. AW Dynamite, the follow-up episode to the pay-per-view. <gasps> oh! actually had a fantastic explanation for saying that. He basically, the reason why he, he blacked out like he did was because he thought he would, because in his character, he thought he was gonna, going to die, basically, and his yeah. life flashed before his eyes, and he just blacked out from fear, and he explained, like, it's just like the time when he I was about to, to go prison. to prison for the first time. And the cops were like... You're going to Rikers! 
you go to Riker's son and he just and he's like on a blacked out. Mm-hmm. And it was just like that moment there. That's the only thing I can equate it to. Exactly. And and it's I love such how a pathetic um, explosion. I know the storyline wise, they try to say like you know, impact paid for the bomb. Yeah, that's that's what they tried <laughs> to say Kenny also. Kenny Omega can't build an explosion. I think John Moxley said All like I built. He's like I built like baking soda volcanoes that had more explosiveness in fourth grade. What the hell was that? <laughs> exactly. I. Uh... You know what could have saved that, honestly, though? Mm-hmm. If the ring collapsed. Yeah. If, if they had a ring collapse, I would have accepted that amount of explosions. Yeah. I think and, I would have maybe you, had a, wanted a little bit more, but... Yeah, you could have made the argument that also all the barbed wire and all the explosives before that kind of wore that ring down. Yeah, yes, exactly! Yeah. Like, they they had the emo- they were having a street fight. Oh, by the way, also, Christian Cage got signed, too. We didn't mention that. Yeah. That was the mystery opponent. We th- That was the mystery guy that Big Show teased. Um, yeah. We're kind of eh about it. We, I'm, I'm not we'll the see what Christian he does. Fan. Yeah, we'll see what he does. It seems that last night on, on Dynamite, he confronted Omega, which is really hot-shotting him really quick, which I'm not a big fan of. Yeah. I imagine I, I'm... If it's it's for if it's for a title program on TV, that's fine. Yes. Yeah. Um. Good good pay per view. Bad ending. Yeah. Bad ending. Um. Yeah. I feel like we were going somewhere else too with that. Yeah. Like uh, I s- you were talking about dynamite. Uh, the next oh yeah, night. dynamite. Uh, yeah, that happened last night. Um. I want to. Uh, as we mentioned, there was that great promo. They uh, Omega came out again. Uh, with his own explanation for it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't Weird. hear. What was it? I, I don't remember exactly. Like, <laughs> it wasn't as good. It wasn't, wasn't as, as good, good as Eddie's, was it? No, it was not. No, I don't of think course it was. not. No, and the way Don Callis blamed it also. Um, but I think the only thing I really need to talk about from last night's Dynamite, though, is the ending of Dynamite. Oh, boy. Oh, this was good. Oh, oh this felt good. This felt good. So... It was teased also through a promo at one point during Revolution that they need to make that we're going to have a war council meeting uh, for the inner circle. Um, yes, it's because Jericho and MJF lost their the tag team championship match. Yeah, and uh, MJF is like visibly angry looking at Jericho. Mm-hmm. Like they need to make some changes. Jericho, so they're at the main event. Jericho's like, maybe we need to either add some members or. Or uh, maybe we even to possibly add some members to the to uh, the to the inner circle. MJF's like, whoa, 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 Chris, I, I I'm gonna have to disagree with you. In fact, I think we might need to to get rid of a member possibly of the inner circle. To which leads Sammy Guevara to come back out. This is the first time we're seeing him since he walked out of the inner circle. Right. The first TV appearance. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Chris, just. Uh, he's like, Sammy, I don't want to see you. Chris, just for once, you have to stop and listen and watch this. And it shows yeah. MJF conspiring with um, Santana Ortiz and Jake Hager about cutting the head off the snake. Time to yeah. get rid of Chris Jericho from the group, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, excuse me. And um, now it happens. J- uh, MJF is like, all right, get him, boys. Mm hmm. Six them on to, uh, you know, Santana Ortiz and Hager to go and attack Jericho and Guevara. They start to walk up slowly, slowly. It's about to happen. Chris Jericho does a quick nod, and they all turn around to look at it. The other three turn around to look at MJF. Yeah. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's like, it's like MJF, do you think that we don't talk to each other? Do you think we don't notice that this is all happening? Mm-hmm. We're waiting for you to cut to, to 
uh, what was it? We were waiting for you to dig your own grave, something like that. Yeah. And uh, he does. He does. Uh, and so it's like, I, it's like, I'm the one who brought you into the group. I'm the one who's going to bring you out. Pushes him down to the ground. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa guys, I never, I never wanted to be in Inner Circle. I, I didn't want to destroy Inner Circle because I was too busy making my own. Yeah. Lights go down. Lights come back up. And who else is in the ring as well? Sean Spears, Wardlow, Tully Blanchard, and FTR. Yes. Oh. The Four Horsemen. The, the seem, Four Horsemen. It seems like it's the Four Horsemen, or a new Four Horsemen, such like that. Um, and they, and immediately to start off this brawl, Dax Harwood smashes Jake Hager with a bottle of wine. Just glass bottle. Oh yeah, glass nice. balls into the head. Looks awesome. Yeah. Uh, there's a huge beat down. Sean Spears, the chairman, puts a chair in the corner and like smashes. Uh, Sammy Guevara's face into that it. That was good. That was great. Um, Santana yeah. Ortiz get double power bombed while they're handcuffed, so they can't protect mm-hmm. themselves mm-hmm. Uh, by FTR and uh, by FTR and Ali Blanchard. And then and uh, Sammy Guevara gets put, not Sammy Guevara. Uh, Wardlow puts Chris Jericho through some tables off the side of the stage, and yep. that's how we end with a new faction created by uh, led by or appearingly led by MJF. Yeah, I love how it's. I love how it's not. I love how it's MJF and his four horsemen. Yes, yes, something like that. Because uh, let's not forget that the four horsemen, that many times in their in their lifespan, actually had five members at a time, not including JJ yes. Dillon. Yeah, yeah. Um, but man, that great great show! I can't wait to see what it is that they do. Can't do it. Can't wait to see even more of. I it it may it, as. The, the dynamite itself wasn't that great, I will say. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, we did also see a great note is that Scorpio Sky unfortunately lost to Darby Allen, but then turned heel uh, yeah. by doing a beatdown. Yep. But then, yeah, it, it, it was just an alright. It was just an alright episode. Yeah, I make, that, the end, yeah. but the ending le- made me really want to see what's coming up next week. I'm definitely yeah. ready to see what we got next. Oh yeah, and um. Speaking of next, we're going to have to see you guys next time. Jordan. Yes. Closes out, my dude. Yes. So thank you so, so much for joining us uh, this week, whether if if you're watching us live here on twitch.tv slash J and J underscore Securecast or listening to the audio recording of this podcast uh, at uh, at Spotify or at uh, J and J Securecast. Sorry. Sorry. I was going to say we actually have a bunch of other uh, platforms now my bad yeah so we're on spotify we're on podbean where else are we on jared <laughs> i am pulling that up right now we have we got a list folks. we got a list because uh we're we haven't gotten every we got, haven't gotten all of them yet but we're getting close we're also on google podcast amazon music slash audio tune in and alexa and uh listen notes i'm not as familiar with that one i think next i'm yeah. gonna work uh, i'm gonna work on getting us on apple pandora and iHeartRadio next yeah, so keep. We'll let you guys know when that happens. Yes. Uh, to find out when that happens, you can find us on 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 our Facebook page, which is our main source of information for us. It's just called J and J Securecast Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, uh, don't speaking of social media. Don't forget to follow us on our social medias, uh, which you can find on the top left of our screen as per usual. Right about uh, me. If you're listening. Yes, if you're listening, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at simply at jryan9000. Over 9,000! <laughs> and you can follow Jared here on Twitter at jgalls1918. 
on Instagram at jgalls15 and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash jgalls15. As I mentioned earlier, we're getting new graphics and coming up very, very soon. Uh, but also, if you're listening to us on Podbean, Spotify, or any other of the audio, audio uh, services, uh, make sure to check us out when we are live here on Twitch at twitch.tv slash j underscore securacast. Uh, we go live Thursday nights, usually around 8.30 and stay on until around 10. Uh, yeah. Actually, it's 10.30 almost now. Wow. 10, 10.30-ish. Yeah, yeah we've been going a little late lately. Uh, join us and interact with the conversation here and there. Uh, feel free to uh, email us. Feel free to email us with any suggestions on what you think we should talk about or what it is that you might want us to to say or other things at jjsecurecastpod at gmail.com. Thank you so much to Adobe Stock Music for our intro theme, City Lights, and Purple Planet Music for our outro theme, uh, Grease Monkey, I believe it's called. Grease Monkeys? Mm-hmm. And with yes. that, I think we locked up this SecureCast for the evening. Man, <laughs> long, longer episode than we anticipated. Yeah. Like, like, we came in not really knowing what we were going to, uh, not, not feeling like we had enough info, but we, you know what? We're able to pull out our, enough time. Yeah, you know, we had like, we here's the, we had like one big topic and normally have, we normally have a lot of little small topics. Yeah. That's usually what happens, yeah. We're working on our, on our timing also to try and keep our se- uh, the segments a little shorter too. Yeah, definitely, yeah. It, we it's make one this easily, time. Yeah, we want to make this as easily digestible for you guys as possible and we know that mm-hmm. sometimes a longer episode may be more difficult. Yeah. Um, so... Um, with that being said, I need to get this ready more. Yeah, and while I get this ready, uh, I got some toy talk because oh, I go got ahead. I got Grimlock. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's a new. Uh, this is yeah the classic Dinobot. Uh, this is this new figure of him. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is pretty much the most faithful representation of this character I've ever seen. Hmm. Uh, the dinosaur mode looks like it's just straight from the cartoon. And they've they've done really well with it. I wish he had a sword instead of a gun, but what can you do? You get what you uh, you get what you get. Uh, crap, my camera. Yeah. I tried to adjust it a little bit. That did not Focus. work. Focus. Yeah. Oh, that's the end of the show anyway. You'll find it. Here we go. We're ending the show, guys. Thank you, guys. <laughs> For joining us here on twitch.tv slash JJ Securacast. JJ underscore Securacast. Uh, thanks for joining us for our podcast. This is this is a lot of fun. We're on 12 episodes now. Yes, episode 12. Uh, do we are we still good with Can You Cancel Eminem? Uh for a title, yeah, we'll figure something out. It's yeah. a, it, it may change it. I think we're gonna maybe go with something. What can we'll flip cancel? a coin? We'll flip a coin. We'll figure yeah. something out. I don't know yeah. if you guys have any. Uh, it's actually, we didn't really have a Twitch audience today, oh, unfortunately. Oh well, we'll build it. We'll get more people. Make sure yeah, you we'll join us. Exactly. Um, join us on Twitch. Yes, join us there. Say hi to us. But for now, we're gonna say bye to you. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Bye bye.